Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. I'm so happy to be joined today by the Dynasty Dad himself, Michael Royer. Um, just happy to bring him on the podcast so he can share his phenomenal information with you all. Dynasty Dad, Mike, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing well. Hey, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people who may not know who you are. Okay. Well, like you said, I, I am the Dynasty Dad. Uh, you can find me at Dynasty underscore Dad FF on Twitter. Um, and I've been playing fantasy football now for like 18 years. You know, I started a, a, a league at work and just kind of gradually moved on from there and, and really about five, six years ago got into Dynasty. You know, I, I, I specialize in Dynasty and a friend of mine, Jared Fox, we decided to come up with the Dynasty Refinery podcast. You know, we were literally talking about fantasy football all the time, year round. And we're like, you know, we got a lot to share. You know, a lot of my friends always asking for trade advice and things like that. So what we basically do is under the Dynasty Refinery, we want people to be able to refine their rosters, you know, give them advice on what to do with their picks, what to do with players, you know, when to when to make trades, you know, how to navigate things. And on the flip side, you know, tell them, give them redraft advice, but in a Dynasty type mentality. If you had to kind of advocate for people trying dynasty trying dynasty fantasy versus redraft what would you say to somebody who's like on kind of on that line i want to try a dynasty what would you say to them to kind of get them over the hump to me it's just like another level you know what i mean if you truly are a football fan you know and i think i think all of us are um i think dynasty gives you that year-round mentality you know what i mean it makes it where you're making trades year-round you're doing all those things where you know you have your rookie drafts you know which are separate and you have the only part i actually miss because I, I only do one redraft league anymore i mean i'm in nine dynasties and i'm in in one redraft and i miss that live draft with people um but i, I love doing rookie drafts and doing the research on the guys that come up and i find that that helps me more in redraft knowing these rookies before they come out and you know we're going to allude to some of them here that I was huge on before the draft and ended up panning out week one. Um, but I just feel like it's it's another level. You know, you, you do the redraft and then the season's over. But in Dynasty, it's like if you fall behind, you can still make moves to make your team better next year as opposed to all of us just trying to win right now. I love it. Let's let's kick off by talking about some of the rookies that um, that kind of exploded this week. Um, or actually, no. Before we hop into the ones that explode, let's talk about the the other ones, right? <laughs> so, yeah. of the rookies that started this weekend, who were you most high on, and you were a little bit disappointed by their performance? So I feel like performance wise, the guy that I had, and and we absolutely love at the Dynasty Refinery is, is David Montgomery. You know, and I feel like in that Thursday night game, we were all looking for a little bit more of a splash. You know, looking for him to really come out. He showed some flashes, but he's a guy who I feel like is going to absolutely tear it up. You know, I feel like he was a guy in redraft that you know has bounced around a little bit in value, but I feel like that's a guy who you can really is going to be a solid RB two the entire year. Um, but the, the guy that I was most disappointed in, and it wasn't the actual player I was disappointed in, being a Closet Bills fan, I was very disappointed in the way they handled Devin Singletary. Mm. You know, he didn't – Frank Gore, we all love Frank Gore. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, the dude had 1.8 yards per carry, you know, and I'm sitting there looking, Devin Singletary, <laughs> zero carries, zero carries. We get to halftime, nothing. And then I, I just flip back, and he, he ended the game with four carries for 70 yards. You know, four carries for 70 yards where Gore had 1.8 per carry. You know, mm. we they, they they got 
McCoy. I was thinking, and everybody in camp says Singletary's going to be the guy. He had five catches for 28 yards, which 98 yards isn't a bad game. But when you're talking about only getting nine touches, you know, I think that guy is going to be electric. I think he's a guy that I actually got as my Mr. Irrelevant in my redraft league. He was the last pick of the entire draft. But he's a guy that I loved coming out of college. I think he's a guy that might even be out there on some waiver wires that really could be a, a difference maker. What made you so high on him coming in? I feel like, you know, I think his college production was phenomenal. You know, when you're into Dynasty a little bit more, you start watching some college tape. You know, not just the, the highlight films. The highlight films are, are beautiful. But start watching some tape, you know, start seeing what, what, you know, what he does well. The thing to me is that Buffalo traded up to get him. You know, we all talk about how running backs are easy to acquire. But when, you, when a team drafts a guy and they trade up to get him, it says something about him. You know, it says, this is going to be our guy. And then they got rid of McCoy, and it was like, it's all systems go for Devin Singletary. So you're more so, you're more disappointed with his actual role on the team, not so much Correct. his performance. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he balled out. I mean, we're talking four carries for 70 yards, but it was the role that he had. You know, that was, I was more, I was disappointed with the way David Montgomery, you know, performed, but I was disappointed the way Devin Singletary was used. And I feel like, both of those guys are going to be running backs that you can trust here in the near future. Now, I know you were looking um, you know, at these rookies coming in. The, the biggest question is, which rookie surprised you with a great performance? There's two guys that stick out to me, and the one everybody knows. I mean, Hollywood Brown came out and just, I mean, four catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, we knew the guy was electric. He was coming out of a major, major injury in college. Um, you know, he still went in first round in the in the NFL draft, but he was dropping down dynasty rookie boards as soon as he went to the Ravens because everybody's like, ah, the Ravens can't pass. Lamar Jackson's a running back at quarterback. Well, he proved everybody wrong, you know, Sunday thrown for five touchdowns. And he um, said it too. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and I love the way that he has handled Lamar Jackson has handled himself. Um, you know, he's a guy who just, you know, goes about his business. He's not flashy. He's not over talking like a lot of these other players. And Hollywood Brown got the chance to play, and you know we all knew he could fly. I mean, he's he's an absolute burner. But that for a first week, I mean, he's a guy that just jumps off the board, and I feel like has to be a high end waiver claim. And the other guy who's honestly, we've been at, at Dynasty Refiner, we've been calling him Gronk Junior. But T.J. Hawkinson mm-hmm. coming out of college was a monster. Oh you know? yeah, coming coming out of Iowa, him and Noah Fant are two amazing tight ends, but. T.J. Hawkinson had six catches, 131, and a touchdown in his first game. I mean, for a tight end, they always say it takes it takes a year or two to really get into the system and and understand the NFL game as opposed to the college game. And I mean, he was he was their wide receiver one, and he looked fantastic. Do you foresee similar success for Noah Fan tonight? I I'm a little, little. I feel like they have a little bit more weapons there. I think Noah Fant's going to be a guy. I, in the in when we actually like after the draft happened, I always thought Hawkinson was going to have a better year two and then really take off. And I thought Fant projects better for the NFL just because he's more of that wide receiver type tenant, where Hawkinson does a lot of inline blocking. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Denver things have pan out in Denver. You know, I like Cortland Sutton a lot. I like Deshaun Hamilton. It's just a matter of what can what can Joe Flacco still do? You know, what does he have in the tank? And I think Fant isn't quite a guy that I'm, I'd be capable or uh, comfortable starting anytime soon in redraft where Hawkinson's really getting close there for me. So 
of the people that you saw this weekend, of the rookies that you saw, who can have sustainable success? That is that is a great question because that's I think that's what we're all trying to figure out. You know what I mean? AJ Brown had a nice game. Hawkinson, Hollywood. You know, I think all these guys had had you know good games. The guy who I really, really am all aboard is he hasn't played yet. It's Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs has to that Raiders offense now that Antonio Brown's gone has to funnel through Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's going to get a huge workload. Him and David Montgomery and Devin Singletary, I like to trust rookie running backs a lot more than rookie receivers. You know, rookie receivers usually have a lot of even flow, some ups and downs where those running backs, you know, the game is a lot more similar to them. The running game doesn't change that much in college. The pass protection does, but for receivers, the game changes quite a bit. So, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit to some veterans, but more so, this concept of this otherworldly Browns team that was going to be just the best thing that ever happened. You have guys like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt coming, you know, in a few weeks. Well, in many weeks, but still, right? And then Baker Mayfield, how could they miss? Everybody was just so high on them. They crashed so hard versus the Titans. It was just real bad. What should I do if I own these guys? You know, I'm actually wearing a Baker Mayfield T-shirt right now. You know, oh, if you no. look at my, my my Twitter banner, I'm huge on Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. You know, and obviously Carson Wentz looked fantastic in the second half. But I mean, I was all aboard the Baker train. You know, and I'm not I'm not getting off after one game. Um, you know, last year he finished over the the final eight games. He finished as a top ten quarterback. You know, and he still as a rookie had the most touchdown passes of all. You know, any rookie quarterback ever. You know, I'm not getting off Baker Mayfield just because of one bad game. Um, I think that Tennessee defense is a lot better than people think. You know, they have they have good guys at all levels of the field. You know, they're a team that I feel like is gonna gonna you know they're gonna try to run the ball. They're gonna rely on their defense, and they kind of took it to the Browns. And and watching that game, you know, I feel like the offense really never got clicking. There was a lot of penalties, a lot of offensive penalties that really just killed drives. Um, the offensive line was a little shaky, had a bunch of holding calls. I'm not worried about the Browns, but I think what it what it's done here is it's created a buy low opportunity. Um, I feel like Nick Chubb was a guy who I was super high on, even taking late first in a redraft. Um, Nick Chubb's a guy with just amazing, amazing talent. At final eight games of the year, you know, once he took over and they got rid of Carlos Hyde, Chubb was RB one. You know, he was fantastic you know he i remember i think it was week three last year he had three carries he ended up getting two touchdowns over 100 yards i mean he has home run capabilities and odell beckham's odell beckham you know i mean it i know it's not flashy but he had 70 yards on seven catches and wearing a two hundred thousand dollar watch did you see that yep (laughs) (laughs) two hundred thousand dollar watch what kind of swag is that but you know and he got fined thirty five thousand for having it so it'd be nice to have that kind of change dripping uh I think a lot of this would have changed. David and Joku ended up stealing the one touchdown there, but if Chubb or Odell Beckham get that touchdown, their days kind of saved. It was just Baker was a little concerning, you know, with the three interceptions. Uh, he didn't have any games like that last year. You know, there was he had some some bumps and bruises as a rookie, but one one touchdown, three interceptions was not what we're looking for here in game one. I've actually never seen Baker look the way I saw him look yesterday. It, it was just it was. 
it just made me kind of uncomfortable. It just made me feel a little bit, and tell me if you agree with me, it made me feel a little bit like they overlooked this Titans defense. Is, is that possible? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, I felt like Baker Mayfield looked uncomfortable in the pocket. You know, everything about that guy from college to the way he handled the draft process to the way he's handled himself, I mean, he just exudes confidence. You know, he looks like a guy who's just always cool, calm, and collected. And he looked he looked uncomfortable. You know, that Titans defense got a lot of pressure on him, and he just didn't look the same as, as what I've seen from last year and what I've seen from him in college even. So – I'm a, I want to ask you about this. Um, we talked about, well, actually, right now we're talking about possibly a resurrection, hopefully next week and for the rest of the season for these Browns. Yesterday, we saw a lot of guys resurrect their seemingly dead careers. Um, talking about John Ross, John Brown, um, Malcolm Brown came back from the dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of these guys, who can I trust? Well, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the three names, and again, we've talked about you know the running back situation, and I've been all above all about the Todd Gurley train, you know, and I, I drafted Todd Gurley in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, he's a guy I've been saying, you know, I don't think Todd Gurley's skills have diminished at all. I just feel like they're trying to monitor his usage, and they're trying to you know keep him. I mean, he had 6.9 yards per carry yesterday. I mean, he still ran the ball well, 14 carries almost 100 yards, but Malcolm Brown was the story there with, you know, 11 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns. Um, we've been saying on our podcast, we think they're going to use a 70-30 with him and Henderson, and then all of a sudden, Henderson only had, you know, two touches, and Malcolm Brown comes in, and he's a guy who, in Dynasty, it's like, what you need to do sometimes, as opposed to redraft, you know, you got your handcuffs, but in Dynasty, you got to pay attention to the starter, the handcuff, and then the next man up, you know, because mm. if someone goes down, that next guy comes and, and could be huge, you know, like last year, everybody was, as soon as Kareem Hunt got suspended, everybody went and bought Spencer Ware, right? Mm. But Damian Williams was the guy that the savvy owners were like, well, I'm going to go get him for free, you know, yeah. and ended up taking care of business. Malcolm Brown isn't going to go away, I don't think. You know, I feel like he did well enough in the red zone where he's going to he's gonna vulture touchdowns, and I feel like he's possibly flex, you know, he's that guy who's, who has flex appeal. I think... Todd Gurley's still a starter, but Malcolm Brown might be like Latavius Murray was last year where he's a guy who has standalone value. But if Todd Gurley goes down, Malcolm Brown could be a league winner for you. Man, I like that. I, I like um, I, I like the fact that nobody saw Malcolm Brown coming. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. see it. And a lot of people were, you know, talking about Darrell Henderson. Does Henderson kind of fall into your, um, you know, rookies that somewhat you're disappointed in their role? I was very surprised by that. You know, I know he was great coming out of Memphis. I mean, he, he, I think he led all of college football last year in yards per carry home run hitter. I don't know. It, it seemed like everything the Rams were saying and everything that was on, you know, fantasy Twitter, Henderson was the guy, you know I mean? They, again, I talked about with Singletary where they traded up to get him. The Rams traded up quite a bit to get Henderson. And, and you know, Malcolm Brown, interesting story is he tried to go to the lions and then they ended up, you know, having to use their tender to get him back um, he's a guy. I actually have him on seven of my nine dynasty teams because he was free last year. Uh, but I mean, I think Henderson's disappointing. But I feel like he's a guy I would I would drop Henderson if it was a redraft league. Dynasty obviously going to hold on to him, but redraft. I mean, Malcolm Brown's got to be out there on almost every waiver wire unless you have a you know fourteen sixteen team league. He's got to be out there. 
Yeah, he is. He is definitely available. Is he somebody? Um, and like you said earlier, you're saying you pick him up, you put him in the flex spot. Um, do you think maybe even a PPR you still pick him up? I don't. I don't think he had any catches yesterday. You know, I mean, I, I feel like you still pick him up because it's a great speculative ad. The other two guys, I mean, John Ross and Smokey Brown, I, I, that, that blew my mind. John Ross was not on my radar. I mean, I, I obviously know who John Ross is. And, you know, if he had just wore those Adidas sneakers, he would have won a, an island. You know, <laughs> you remember that at the combine a couple years ago? Uh, and we knew the guy had speed, but and he, I think he had six or seven touchdowns last year, but just not a lot of yards. And with A.J. Green down, I mean, I'm pretty much everybody was all about Tyler Boyd. You know, I mean, nobody was talking about John Ross, and they weren't even talking about him being a starter. They had a guy that I didn't even, you know, uh, Willis was his last name, where John Ross just kind of came out of nowhere. But it wasn't fluky. It wasn't just like one touchdown. I mean, seven catches, 158, and two scores. I mean, that's tough to ignore. For me personally, if I have him, you know, I'm trading him in Dynasty. I'm trying to package up and get a receiver I like. If it's redraft, I'm using a waiver on him. And, you know, a lot of times I don't see sustainability for that guy. You know, I mean, I, I feel like A.J. Green's going to come back. I mean, Andy Dalton threw the ball 50 times yesterday. You know, I don't think that's going to happen too many times. He's thrown for 400 yards and 50 attempts. I feel like Joe Mixon going down was kind of a perfect storm for John Ross. Man, I'm I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat. He is the guy who I would um, start to package. And, and, yeah. and pass on. Um, just like Smokey's John... a little different, though. Smokey's like, I've always liked John Brown, you know, and, and he's, John, uh, Josh Allen has an absolutely huge arm, and, mm-hmm. and he's the perfect complement to that. It's just, John Brown's never been healthy. You know, he's, he's struggled to stay healthy, and I think last year, you know, it was just the wrong situation. Lamar Jackson wasn't going to be throwing to him. Um, he did well in the first couple weeks when Flacco was the quarterback, so I mean, Smokey's a guy you could pick up you know, and, and I have a hard time trusting either of those guys, though. You know, I, I when I'm going to my wide – I build my teams primarily. I want stud wide receivers, and my running backs, I'll, you know, go you – can, you can change interchange your running backs a little bit. But those kind of guys are very up and down. Yeah, they're hard to depend on, um, but he's such a boom guy, man. Yeah. And I, I, I love know, that. I feel like you've got to look at your roster sometimes, too. You know, if you're the favorite – but when it comes to redraft, if you're the favorite to win, you start a guy who's got that safe floor, who's going to get eight catches for 80 yards. If he scores a touchdown, so be it. And if you need that home run where you're the underdog that week, you know, Smokey could be a guy you throw in your flex. And, I mean, just right here he had, what, 19, 20, 25, 26 points in, in PPR. You know, he was a top 10 performer where he's going to have some boom games for sure. And I, I say that a lot to people when they ask me about their – you know, who should I start this week? And I'm like, well, are you the underdog? Are you the favorite? Mm. You're like, what does that matter? And and it absolutely does. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to play that safe guy where you know you're getting guaranteed points, and other times you want to play that home run threat because you need it to beat your opponent. Man, I need to ask you this about next week. Is it's so it's so kind of up in the air, right? Um, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of ads this week through the waiver wire. It's going to be insane. Are there some sleepers, some people who, you know, people, they went off maybe? Maybe everybody didn't see it or pay attention to it, but you saw it. Who are some sleepers for next week that I should probably put in that waiver claim for? Well, I mean, the three guys that you, you alluded to early, I think, have to be, have to be added. Um, one guy, not so much on the waiver wire, but a guy I would be trading for right now who had an absolute awful week one is Sony Michelle. You know, Sony Michelle 
looked bad against the Steelers, but he gets the cure for everything. You get to play the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. You know, Miami Dolphins gave up 255 rushing yards. Oh, yeah. Yes, on, on Sunday. I mean, Ingram looked like he was vintage Ingram. He had 107 yards, two scores on only 14 carries. So I feel like the Patriots are going to get up big and really be able to, you know, take it take it to Miami, and they're going to try to get Sony going because obviously Tom Brady was clicking, you know, and they're going to get Antonio Brown this week, which that's a whole other podcast story. But I feel like <laughs> Sony Michelle is going to get his opportunity here and really have a chance to shine. Um, another guy who might be worth picking up, you know, I just read earlier today, I love Darius Geis when it comes to, you know, Dynasty, but his his knee's flaring up again. You know, it was his left knee before from his ACL surgery. Now it's his right knee. So if it's PPR, you know, I advocated this last night, but Chris Thompson is a nice pickup. You know, he had Got seven him. catches for 68 yesterday. Got him. <laughs> but, yeah, and he's a guy where he's going to get more touches now. Um, absolutely, you know, he's definitely going to get more touches. Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch, but he's going to be back. So, I mean, if you need that running back depth, I mean, those are guys – definitely worth picking up um I, I feel like there's singletaries available in some leagues you know i feel like there's a lot of guys that had down week ones and it's time to trade for them um who are some guys who they maybe they had a great week this week or, or maybe they had an okay week but next week you're pretty sure based on their matchup that they they'll probably disappoint you i'm gonna have a lot of guys upset about this because a lot of my friends love this guy but for me and he, he and he was fantastic in week one. But that's Marlon Mack. I mean, Marlon Mack had 175 rushing yards. But we just saw, we just talked about earlier about what Tennessee did to the Browns. And I don't think the Colts have the same firepower as the Browns. I mean, not, I don't think. I know they don't have the same firepower. So I'm very down on him this week. You know, I mean, I feel like he had a great week one, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But if Nick Chubb's only getting, you know, 3.8 yards per carry, and Nick Chubb is miles ahead of Marlon Mack for me. I feel like Marlon Mack is is going to struggle this week. So, um in, in one of my leagues, somebody just quickly made a trade Marlon Mack for David Montgomery. Who won that trade? I, I think in a PPR. Has, oh, in PPR? Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh man, my co-host Jared Fox is going to get real mad at me if I if I don't say David <laughs> Montgomery, but like I think I mean, I said Marlon Mack's going to be in for a down week, but I, I feel like that offense has to funnel through him. You know, I f- feel like he was a secondary piece when Andrew Luck was still there. I'm still trying to get over Andrew Luck retiring. Mm. Loved Andrew Luck. But I think Marlon Mack is going to score more points this year than David Montgomery. I know it's 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 pretty close. The Bears' offense looked like it was struggling quite a bit, but I, I feel like both guys have that potential to be a back-end RB1. Um and I feel like Mac, as long as he stays healthy, is going to get more work. You know, a lot of a lot of times the best opportunity, or the you know, is, is just touches. You know what I mean? If I, I'll start a guy because I know he's going to get. I can't envision a game where Marlon Mack isn't getting close to twenty touches. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do awesome then check out waywater entertainment's new digital comic legacy ad now available on amazon.com and the amazon kindle app get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves jesus christ for more information check out legacyadcartoon.squarespace.com 
All right, what's up with it? This is Man Man, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked, baby. So we're about to kick off our segment. Um, it's a trust fall. It's called trust fall. I'm gonna throw out a random name and the scenario, whoever they're playing against. Um, and you tell me um, whether you trust them or not by either giving them a green light, which means that you'll start them with no concern, or yellow, which means that you start them with you know some concern, or red, which means you wouldn't start them at all. You ready? Quick question: What? How many uh, are we doing? Ten team, twelve team, and PPR? Love it. All right, so. I'll, <laughs> hey. I'll, Format means everything, man. I just want to make sure. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we'll start off with, um, and I'll, you know what? I'll say the the condition every time I say. Okay, sounds good. So I'll go without. Um, I'll go twelve team and then PPR or non um, PPR. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Um, the Jets did pretty okay last week. Um, the Browns did not. Next week they'll meet up um, in a Monday night matchup. You have, um, in this case, it's a 10-team league, non-PPR. Nick Chubb against the Jets. Red light, green light, yellow light. Oh, I'm going green light for sure. And I think Nick Chubb has a, a coming-out party here. Like I said, I mean, Singletary had four carries for seven yards, 70 yards against him. I mean, I feel like the Jets, the Browns are going to make a statement in this game. I think they go up early, and I think Chubb goes over 100 yards with at least one touchdown. He's all green for me. So, next scenario. You, we talked about this a little bit. We at least alluded to it. But um, there is a cure-all for all issues, and that is the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yes, it is. And the one guy with the biggest issues on earth right now has to be Antonio Brown. Next week will be his first week with the Patriots. But if you have him on your team, it's kind of tough not to start him. I'm in a 12-team league in a PPR. Should I start Antonio Brown next week against the Miami Dolphins? Uh, is that red light, green light, or yellow light? I'm going red light. Uh, I, love Antonio. I love Antonio Brown's skill set, but... We found out in the past, you know, with, with Chad Johnson came there, Reggie Wayne came there. The Patriots' offense, I know that's way back because showing how old I am, but the Patriots' offense is very complex, and they were clicking on all cylinders. You know, I mean, Gordon looked great. Dorsett was out there. Edelman, I mean, I know Antonio Brown. I feel like we all want to say he's going to be the next Randy Moss in that system, but Brady's a little bit older. Antonio Brown's going to take some time to get into that system. I mean, I'm not even sure if he's practicing yet. You know, he just kind of got out there. I'm not starting him yet until I feel like in a couple of weeks he's going to be, you know, he's going to be an elite asset. But right now I'm not starting Antonio Brown. I know that's hard, but I might take I, I might take I would take Smokey Brown over Antonio Brown this week. It's so funny because um, you must have read my mind. The next question is about Smokey Brown. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm dead serious, man. So, um, so <laughs> it's so far. I mean, it's written right here. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, it's a perfect transition. So, we're looking at John Brown versus the Giants. We know that receivers this week went crazy against the Giants, and it just looked really, really bad. Dak had a phenomenal day. Um, but will Smokey Brown have that type of day against the Giants? Is he a red light, green light, or yellow for you? I think 
the Giants really wanted to stop Zeke. I mean, the Giants, the defense is, is bad. I mean, it really is bad. I'm going, how many teams? In this case, we're in a 14-team league PPR. Ooh. All right. See, I had him at yellow with 12. I'm kind of, I'm right in between, what's, what's the color between yellow and green? No, I would, <laughs> I would go in a 14-team and you're starting three wide receivers. I mean, that's 42 guys. I mean, he's at the back end of that but he has some potential i'll start him i think he would give me give me a green but it's a very tentative green you know it's not like a it's not my nick chubb green was about as green as it gets okay this is a light green <laughs> yeah it's a light green can we do that yeah we could do a light green <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so man a lot of people talked about geronimo allison it was all about yeah. him before that thursday night matchup and then when it really came to it Valdez Scanling was the man, at least in some instances, and he scored really, you know, super huge, um, huge debut for him, basically. Yeah. Do you start him this week against the Vikings, who seemed to be clicking on all cylinders when they were playing against the Falcons? Is he a red light, green light, or yellow light this week? Was that Allison or, or Scanling? This is Scanling. <sighs> oh, man, that's... That's got to be a yellow. I feel like the Vikings defense looked good. I mean, they, they held the Falcons in check. Um, but, I mean, I feel like with him, you're probably going to get – he's going to need that touchdown. He's probably going to be a four for 50 kind of guy, you know, four catches, 50 yards. He's going to need that touchdown to be viable. So he's in the yellow for me. Um, yeah, I think I think the guy has a pretty good year this year, and anybody who's the wide receiver two for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers there is going to – going to have value but I'm, I'm I'm holding off a little bit okay so here we go on this last one you get to choose the color and based on the color I'll give you a scenario alright I get to choose the color yeah I'll give you two colors you choose the color and based on the color I'll give you the scenario okay alright red give me okay or yellow give me give me red that's more definitive. Okay. <laughs> yellow is like, hey, you're right in between. You know, you can kind of take all the yellow ones and be safe. You know, we want to go red. All right, dope. All right. Devontae Freeman. In his situation yesterday, it looked, I don't know. It was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of weird. I was, my co-host hates Devontae Freeman. I drafted him in my only redraft, and he put up like a point. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. You know, is uh, I like Freeman. You know, and he runs hard, but that was ugly. It was ugly. And this week, he'll be going up against the really hot Eagles. So the question is, is he a starter for you? Is he a... In, okay, I'll give you this. We're now in a 10-team league. PPR. It sounds like you're actually describing my league. I haven't been redraft, so... <laughs> <laughs> I might flip it to you on this one. You know, I got I to gotta choose between... Between uh, Devontae Freeman and DJ Moore this week, and I, I feel like I might actually. I love the touches, you know. I feel like I'm going to give him. I'm going to. Uh, it's tough to go straight red there. Is he, yeah, my question. So I have to choose red or not red. Oh no! In this case, you still get green light, yellow light, or red light. I'm uh, Eagles. I love the Eagles. You know, that's my team. Um, I feel like the Falcons at home, though, are a different kind of team. I'm going to roll them out. 
Oh man, it's so yellow. It's not even funny. I, I wanted to. I wanted to be definitive. I wanted to really like not sit on that fence. And you know what? Green. He's going to do well against the Eagles. He's going to get a touchdown. And I think he puts up like seventy all-purpose yards. Wow. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I don't like the. I don't like being like in that in in that in-between range. So I, I mean, Devontae Freeman has talent. I mean, last time he was on the football field, he had fifteen hundred yards and and you know double-digit touchdowns the last time he played a full season. So I don't want to believe the concussions have totally zapped him because it's not – I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. We're not dealing with serious, like, you know, Achilles tear or anything like that. We're talking about concussions. So I feel like he'll do all right this week. Man, I'm so happy that you joined us, dude. It's been a phenomenal show. It's been really fun. Um, yo, please let the people know how they can reach you, how they can follow you on social media, and how they can get their ears on your content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Literally hit me up for trades, Dynasty, redraft, anything. I will retweet. You know, I'll give you advice. I mean, I'm getting you know, double digit emails a day, but I love it. You know, I mean, I absolutely love giving advice. I love talking shop, you know, and trying to, you know, improve people's rosters. I mean, I absolutely, that's, that's why I do this. You know, it's a, the most fun hobby there is out there. And, um, the podcast that we created is the dynasty refinery podcast. My co-host, his Twitter handle is at dynasty refinery. Um, you can find us on, you know, we're on Apple, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, you know, Check us out. Give us a rate and review. We'd love that. Um, also looking for people that want to come on. You know, one thing that we're really trying to do is we're interested in getting people on the show that aren't necessarily analysts, people that want to come on and talk about their roster, and we can give you advice on how to make your roster better. You know, we're looking to improve every single week. We absolutely love doing it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm out there on Twitter every single day, you know, checking out hashtag Dynasty Trades, trying to, uh, you know, give my advice and, I just, I love it, man. And it, it's been a blast being on the show. Man, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, look, if you're out there and you're listening, please go ahead and follow him on Twitter. Go check out the podcast. Man, look, there's safety in a multitude of councils. So every week we're trying to bring you the absolute best experts around the fantasy <laughs> fantasy football world. Listen, all we want to do is to make sure you suck less at fantasy. <laughs> So have a good one. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Thank you, man. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.